I offer this Mino Kuyo out of the devotion of my devotion to the three treasures of the Buddhism of the sewing and express my gratitude for their beneficence. And the great words of High Priest Nikim Shonin quote, I myself constantly chant Daimoku, praying not to fall into the fourteen slanders of arrogance, negligence, arbitrary egotistical judgment, shallow self-satisfied understanding, attachment to earthly desires, lack of seeking spirit, disbelief, aversion, deluded doubt, vilification, contempt, hatred, jealousy, and grudges, and that I may correctly practice the true Buddhism of Nichiren Daishonin together with you. Hey, welcome back, friends, to another edition of Soka Gakkai Becoming Nichiren Shoshu Member. My name is Zanzan, and I am your host. I used to be a Soka Gakkai member for 10 years. I stumbled upon it, you might say, at the age of 20. Found out that my parents actually met and had me in the older organization, Nichiren Shoshu of America, when the Soka Gakkai and Nichiren Shoshu were harmoniously, at least some of the time, uh, working together towards Kosen Rufu. And then something happened where Sokogakai split from Nichiren Shoshu, from the, the doctrines starting to get fuzzy. Uh, Daisaku Ikeda started inserting himself in front of the priests more and more, and in front of the Gosho more and more. And, you know, that's just not a good thing because you take away from the way it was and you make it about you. And, yeah, anyway. So my, my parents did not stick around with any part of the practice, actually. They didn't do either one. And then at 20, I find it after researching a bunch of other things and practicing a bunch of other things. And I wind myself up with the karma to be in the SGI. Man, and I, I drank that Kool-Aid like it was good for you. They told you the Kool-Aid was good for you, it was good, even though it had the saccharin. You know, you're with me in Cafe Mario. Welcome back. And it's before we even open that you get to hear the sounds of the pre-inhabited Cafe Mario. Um, but yeah, they, obviously the teachings they give you are riddled with Ikeda-isms and less and less Nichiren Daishonin's words and teachings. And Anyway, it's interesting because they've even copywritten their translation of the Gosho. Uh, and so... There's this massive retranslation happening in Nichiren Shoshu, and man, oh man, it's it's definitely deeper. I'm, I'm sure you're listening and hearing the differences if you're a Sokogakai member. I was actually talking with a Sokogakai member online the other day, and I think it was yesterday. They said, why are you posting that podcast here? I said, well, it's to re-Shakabuku. She said something like, you're not even an SGI member anymore. I said, it was to re-Shakabuku. I said, I said, you know you miss the Daigon zone. I said, I not, you know you miss the Daigon. I said, I would be more than happy to sponsor you for Kankai. Rededication to the Daigon zone and all that comes with it. You know, I just... People... And the Sokogakai, as we've been reading, right, they think the Gohonzon is just an object. And they tell you that. They say it's just a piece of paper. And they focus on the inner Buddha hood and 
they assume that just because it's there that they don't have to develop it. That it's just, they just have to say it's there really loud and then that's all, you know. They're like, I'm a Buddha, I'm a Buddha, I'm, I'm a Buddha, I'm a Buddha. No, that's not how it works. You have to develop it, right, with correct Buddhist practice. Anyway, we're going to learn more about that because I'm just talking to you about my experience of the SGI. I don't know what it really is. It's kind of more, it's probably more terrifying than I could imagine. And please, if you have questions, I would just love for you to call a temple. Especially if you have a question like about the SGI's object of worship. That's important. If you have any questions, I mean, you could ask the SGI leadership about it. In fact, I dare you to ask, to ask the SGI leadership about the SGI scroll. They call it a gohonzon. Over here on the Orthodox side, we know it as a honzon, a counterfeit object. Like money brings retribution. Like counterfeit money brings retribution you probably don't want any part of, if you knew, right? Okay. This is chapter 20 out of the Doctrines and Practice of Nietzsche and Shoshu. Page 147. I'm going to have some coffee. <clears throat> okay, the three virtues of sovereign teacher and parent. Introduction. The Gosho, opening of the eyes, states, quote, To begin with, there are three authorities to be respected by all people. These are the sovereign teacher and parent. Gosho, page 523. The sovereign's virtues are shown when the sovereign takes action to protect and lead the people. A teacher or master serves to teach the people. Parents guide their children and provide them with love. When children are born, they must be protected by parents and others so that they survive and become good human beings. Every country has its own ruler, either a monarch in a monarchy or the citizens themselves in democratic nations. The ruler governs the policies of the country and its relationships with others. Through the efforts of good rulers, people may live peacefully within their countries. As people grow, they encounter various teachers or masters who provide knowledge and skills. People's lives are filled with various examples of three virtues of sovereign, teacher, and parent. Even non-Buddhist teachings expound the existence of these three virtues and set forth ways to repay debts of gratitude. However, teachings other than Buddhism, the outer way, often treat three virtues separately. The virtue of sovereign is said it is said, is possessed solely by the ruler of a country. The virtue of master is possessed only by teachers, and the virtue of parent is exemplified by one's own parents. Rarely, if ever, is consideration given to the notion that a single individual might possess more than one of these virtues. Teachings other than Buddhism merely, sure, merely must... <laughs> excuse me. Okay, here we go. Teachings other than Buddhism must surely be imperfect to define the three virtues without knowing what Buddhism teaches about the three existences of the past, present, and future will never suffice to explain what is necessary to enable the people to attain Buddhahood, which is the greatest, most complete form of happiness. The three virtues in Buddhism. The Buddha who leads us to the true happiness of Buddhahood is described in the Gosho questions and answers about Zen school, Renjo Sho. Quote, to begin with, the Buddha possesses the three virtues of sovereign, teacher, and parent, and has that relationship with all living beings. End quote. Gosho, page 28. As stated above, the Buddha himself is fully endowed with the three virtues of sovereign, teacher, and parent. 
As a result, almost all sects of Buddhism venerate the Buddha who possesses the three virtues as their object of worship. To explain the three virtues for the people in Mapo, the Daishonin has broadly discussed them as they appear both in Buddhism and in other teachings. Through the use of comparison and by discarding the inferior and selecting the superior, the Daishonin showed us the nature, the, excuse me, the true and highest nature of the three virtues. There is only one Buddha who possesses all three virtues. However, there are many Buddhas other than Shakyamuni Buddha. For example, Amida Buddha, Medicine Master, and Mahavarachana Buddha, who were mentioned in the Provisional Sutras that were taught prior to the Lotus Sutra. These Buddhas, however, are explicitly refuted in the Gosho on Sovereign Teacher and Parent, Shu Shi Shin Gosho. Quote, For us, the Buddha Amida is not sovereign, not a parent, and not a teacher at all. End quote. Gosho, page 47. Amida is the Buddha who dwells in the Western Paradise. He has no relationship with the Saha world in which we live. Amida and any virtues he may possess have no connection with us, people without previous good causes living in the age of Mapo. The same is true of Medicine Master Buddha and Mahavarachana Buddha. They have no relationship with us at all. Therefore, revering these Buddhas as objects of worship will not produce any benefit, but rather will result in slandering the heart of the true Buddha. The Shakyamuni who expanded the essential teaching of the Lotus Sutra, Honma, was the Buddha who possessed the three virtues. It is said in, on prayers, Kitosho, quote, Shakyamuni Buddha alone concurrently possessed the three virtues of sovereign teacher and parent, end quote, Gosho, page 628. The above Gosho passage makes clear that Shakyamuni was the Buddha having the deepest relationship with people in the Saha world and having the three virtues of sovereign teacher and parent. Shakyamuni himself first mentioned the three virtues and his relationship to the people in the Saha world in the Lotus Sutra. Of this, the Daishonin stated in his Gosho, on the hell of incessant suffering and the pure land, Nembutsumu Genji Gokusho, quote, the sutra expounds, quote, at present these three worlds are owned by myself, end quote, signifying the sovereign, quote, all the living beings in the world are without exception my children, end quote, signifies the parent and child relationship. Quote, moreover, this place is now filled with various offerings. I am the only person, only one person who can rescue them. Okay, I'm going to read that again. I'm having a hard time today, folks. <laughs> Good morning. Okay. Quote, moreover, this place is now filled with various sufferings. I am the only one person who can rescue them. Quote, is representative of teacher. As badly as I read it, that was out of the Gosho, page 29. Please forgive me. All right, back to the book. Thus, the Shakyamuni who expounded the essential teaching of the Lotus Sutra, Hanman, and who revealed that his true identity existed throughout the three existences of the past, the present, and the future, was the Buddha who had been leading the people in the Saha world, using the three virtues of sovereign teacher and parent since the remotest past. Furthermore, the Daishunin said that the law of the Lotus Sutra itself possessed its own three virtues of sovereign teacher and parent, in the orally transmitted teachings, Ongikudan, the Daishonin states, quote, In terms of sutras, the king among sutras signifies the virtue of sovereign. Will rescue all living beings signifies the virtue of teacher. And moreover, like Dai Bonteno, the father of all the living beings, signifies the virtue of parent. End quote. Gosho, page 1771. Therefore, it is clear that having emerged in India and having expounded the ultimate law of the essential teaching of the Lotus Sutra with its three virtues, 
Shakyamuni was the Buddha who could rescue the people of the Saha world with his three virtues before the dawning of the age of Mapo. The Daishonin is the true Buddha who possesses the three virtues, the true three virtues. Through the doctrine of the comparison between the Buddhism of the sowing and the, and the harvest, originally expounded by the Daishonin, we can conclude that Shakyamuni was the teacher of the maturing and harvesting for those people with previously existing good causes who had already possessed the seed of enlightenment. Therefore, people in the age of Mapo do not have any relationship with Shakyamuni. The people in Mapo need the seed for enlightenment to be sown into their lives. It is stated in remonstration with Hachiman, quote, Kangyo Hachiman Shou. The sun rises in the east. This symbolizes that the Buddhism of Japan shall return to India. The illumination provided by the moon is not as bright. Shakyamuni's lifetime teachings can be condensed into eight years alone. The illumination provided by the sun is much brighter than that of the moon. This symbolizes that the Buddhism of Japan will shine during and after the long shadow of the five, five hundred year periods. End quote. Gosho, page 15. 43. The above Gosho compared the Buddhism of Shakyamuni to the moon and the Buddhism of the Daishonin to the sun. The Buddhism of Shakyamuni culminated in the eight years of preaching the Lotus Sutra. As the moon illuminates by reflecting the light of the sun, the Buddhism of Shakyamuni is only a reflection of the power of the true Buddha, the Daishonin. The mystic law of the Daishonin shall never fail to shine directly on the dark minds of all living beings into the eternal future. Historically, Buddhism originated in India and was later introduced to Japan. However, once the original Buddhism of Namyo Haringe Kyo is expounded by the Daishonin, then, like the sun that rises in the east and gradually shines in the west, the original true law shall spread from Japan to India and finally all over the world. It is thus quite clear that Nichiren Daishonin alone is the true Buddha who leads us, the people without previously existing good causes, to immediate enlightenment through his sowing the seed of Nami Horinge Kyo in the age of Mapo. The Daishonin has a deep relationship with us, and he is the possessor of the actual Ichinen San Zen concealed in the depths of the essential teaching of the Lotus Sutra Hanman. Therefore, in the opening of the eyes, the Daishonin states, quote, Nichiren is sovereign, teacher, and mother as well as father to the people in Japan, end quote. Gosho, page 577. <clears throat> this is a clear declaration by the Daishonin that he is the true Buddha and the possessor of the true three virtues of sovereign, teacher, and parent. Here, the Daishonin referred to the, pe the people in Japan. The expression was used for his contemporary readers, yet we can see his intention is to include all the people in the world then and those of the future as well. This point is clarified in the Gosho on the, th on the three great secret laws, Sandai Hihosho, in which Nichiren Daishonin entrusted his aspiration for the accomplishment of Kosen Rufu and the construction of the actual high sanctuary of the essential teaching to his future disciples. The Daishonin stated, quote, the high This high sanctuary is the actual precept of the law for eradicating and repenting the sins they have committed. Is not merely for the people of the three countries and those of Jambudvipa, but also for Dai Bonteno, Taishaku, and others who shall descend from the heavens to visit. End quote. Gosho, page 1595. Today, we can see steady progress in worldwide Kosen Rufu. 
it is high time for us to revere the Daishonin as the true Buddha endowed the three virtues who take faith in Amiharenge Kyo. We should do so not only for ourselves, but also for all the people in the entire world. The 26th High Priest Nichikan Shonen stated in his commentary on the selection of the time, Senji Shoguki, quote, Master Ren is father and mother for all living beings. He is also their teacher and sovereign. Therefore, in this age of Mavo, the object of veneration through which we obtain the benefit of Buddhism of the sowing is Nichiren, end quote. Nichikan Shonen Gosho Mondan, page 290. We will surely attain Buddhahood within our own present forms instantly due to the benefit provided by the three virtues of the Daishonin if we take faith in the Gohonzon and practice continuously. The Gohonzon is revealed as the entity of the Daishonin's self-awakened enlightenment, and the Gohonzon is the embodiment of the oneness of the person and the law. This means that Nam Myoho Renge Kyo the law is equal to Nichiren, the person. Thus, the law is the person, and the person is the law. This is the oneness of the person and the law. Both the person and the law possess three virtues. As a result, through our practice, we shall obtain the benefit of immediate enlightenment within our lives. Thank you so much for joining me on another edition of Soka Gakkai Becoming Nature and Shoshu. Remember, this is a podcast in direct refutation of all the counterfeit information and all the counterfeit objects that the Soka Gakkai puts forth because they are one of the largest so-called bodies of Buddhist practitioners on the planet. And there's not enough people asking questions even in that organization. Everybody's bobbing their head up and down in front of what they call their leaders. You heard it right. They don't dare call themselves priests. They call themselves leaders. And a lot of them are yes people. People who are just, they say yes, so they were put up there so that they'll listen to whoever's telling them what to do. It's very interesting. It's, it's almost like a, you know, like a grooming mentality or a weird chess game. And when, when all their plans go in order with regards to the system of the organization, then somehow they're able to trick people into chanting in front of a counterfeit object of worship or, or enshrining it in their home, and thus spreading out their dark web of energy. <laughs> I'm telling you, this is weird stuff. I, I, I don't even pretend to know what's going on. This is a description from, from me, who's really just a person making a podcast. <laughs> if you want to get some real answers that actually might enlighten you, give a temple a call. They love your questions, whether you're a Gakkai or Hokeiko, or maybe you're just regular person. You know, um, I said yesterday something about my friend was talking about a regular Joe in the Gongyo book being Daisaku Ikeda. And I thought today it could be a regular Frank, it could be a regular Susan, a regular anybody. Anybody. Although it's not. It's supposed to be the, 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 the treasure of the priests who have passed this Buddhism on for over 750 years so that we today can even laugh at me stuttering on a podcast about it. I mean, you know, it's, <laughs> there's so much that's to be appreciative around the priesthood. And the Soka Gakkai has forgotten where they came from. Right? Right. Okay. Hey, thanks for joining. Mm -hmm.
Hey there, it's me again, and I want to just remind all of you that I know very little about this Buddhism. I'm reading a lot about it to you all, and I want to just remind everybody that calling the temple is really one of the basic underlying themes of this podcast, whether you're in Nichiren Shoshu and you haven't called in a while, or whether you're a Sokogakai and you're looking for answers about what's going on, or you, or you actually just want to talk to a priest instead of hearing what other people are saying about them. So if you live in Los Angeles, Nyohoji Temple's phone number is 323-656-2888. And if you live in San Francisco area, Nyoshinji Temple, uh, phone number is 510-222-8372. And that's the temple I belong to. At uh, Nyogyoji Temple in Chicago, that phone number is going to be 630-293-5235. And if you happen to live out in Washington, D.C., that phone number for you for that temple is going to be 301-593-9397. And if you happen to live in New York, that temple, Setsuji, is going to be 718-961-7269. Now, I see an H and a 4 there. That might be a typo. And maybe it's something you need to press. So if you're trying to reach Nyosetsuji, try all of those. Ho, or look up Nyosetsuji on somewhere else. This is off of the eternshoshu.org. Honseiji Temple in Hawaii's phone number is going to be 808-235-8486. All right, there you go. You're armed with knowledge. Use it.